Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. to another episode of Musings on Medicine here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMO57. Apologies for the lack of show next week. We probably should have hinted that with no games uh, in the week before, there may not have been much to talk about, and there wasn't, and then getting scheduled to line up was difficult. Uh, so apologies for that to all four of our listeners. But we're back this week to give you an hour uh, at work to kill by listening to this episode and all of my landmates are back with me this evening up first the analytics darling of second city hockey you can find on twitter at Jehovah's witness it's shepherd price uh, i i just give us the just give us a new album brianna I, I, I know you're pregnant again but god anti anti is probably the best album of 2016 and now we're just never it's been seven years and we're just probably never. It's it's like a Chance the Rapper album, a, a good Chance the Rapper album. We're just probably just not going to get one ever again. I was not aware of how many Rihanna songs I knew. It was just like a a never ending. Li- uh, like every song she went into was like, oh, this is Rihanna. Oh, this is Rihanna too. Like uh, I, knew, the, I, I knew a couple, the, but the choice to do a Kanye West song in the year twenty twenty three was a. I know it features Rihanna heavily. But that was a choice. She, I didn't know she did that. All of the lights, all of the lights. That's Kanye. West. Oh, that's really okay. Yeah, because I, I like that song. But eh, whatever. Um, I I got nothing. But yeah, I I think it. Uh, I was in a uh, a pool where you you had to pick like fifteen things, and the winner took all the money based off the how many you got correct. And one of them was the first song Rihanna was going to play. And I think one person picked bitch better have my money and only knew that because the set list leaked before the show. And so I feel like that person cheated and they should have been uh, well, that, eliminated. But yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Shay. Yeah, I, 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 the people at my Super Bowl party. I, I will say I'm very glad you didn't sing lift me up because that shouldn't win the Oscar. And that's a bad song. That was my pick, actually, because it was the, her number one song on Spotify, because I didn't know what else to go with. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we all, I still have a, a topical thing, Shay, that actually you might be able to join in when you hear the introduction that I'm going to do next, because uh, he's also with us this evening. He is the second city hockey, what Haley Williams is the paramour. He's <laughs> on Twitter, at Mill182. It's Mill Savage. Um, I don't know if I'm really uh, the same as Haley Williams. <laughs> 
Uh, people seem to head? In, probably in spirit. not. People seem to like her music. <laughs> She's also, again, a very hot redhead. I mean, I could get into that role. <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna have to dye your hair though. I don't think you have the yeah. uh, the red hair now. Like I, like a like a flame. Color. I had <clears throat> I basically had uh, like blue hair that was equivalent to her red hair. Like it was like hot, like crazy bright blue. I um, I, I don't know anybody that listened and that listened to that genre of music in the mid 2000s that didn't wasn't obsessed with her. So and they just had a new that, album come out, which that is new album is up. great. I I I was I was actually just listening to it as I was making dinner half an hour ago, and I I enjoy it. Um, Mill, what about you? Have you listened to it at all? Uh, I don't think I've listened to a Paramore album since Riot. <laughs> oh, well, fine. Then. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being <laughs> no. honest that I'm just no. Like I I like they. I forget the order of the albums, but like they they lost me for a couple. Like it just wasn't my thing. And then actually, after laughter, I really liked. After laughter is one of my favorite albums. This and then this one's pretty good too. I it's I doesn't it didn't catch my ear as much as the after laughter one so far. Maybe on just another list that'll some more songs will perk me up, but nothing. I'm, uh, nothing's surrounded, I'm surrounded in my regular life by people who love Paramore and play it all the time, so I'm familiar <laughs> with the songs, but I don't always know which ones are on which record. I think I'm. I feel like I'm unaware of just how popular they are now. Well, because they kind of went, they were only pop punk and like Warped Tour for a little bit. Now they're like a pop act. Yeah. yeah so it's all. like they're very huge, which is good for them. I just, eh, um, hey. you know, they kind of crossed over for the better for their careers. Yeah. All right. We'll see if we have to wake her up from a slumber again. At least we weren't talking about pro wrestling time. But the other member of our usual group is here. She is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. And she's not on Twitter, but she's at SecondCityHockey.com. Under the name LBR, it's Betsy. I like Paramore. Okay. Um, I'm kind of in the mill boat where I I know the songs when they come on. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Paramore, but I'm not like obsessed with it. There's one song that went TikTok viral, and I'm blanking on the name. And I think TikTok's gonna ruin most songs for me. So well, then (laughs) then maybe you should just have to get off TikTok. Why Why was the song on TikTok? Was like was it one of the new ones? No, it was it was something from farther back but they do that all the time they do i mean my my nephew's 14 and he was singing barbie girl like six months ago and i was like i was like why are you singing that and he was like it's all over tiktok and i was like i'm gonna need you to not (laughs) he's on a weird side of tiktok then (laughs) no it was really popular with a bunch of um the dance ones for a second there was like a little dance that went with it um oh no he's on dance tiktok yeah, he likes he likes to watch those. I mean, he watches other stuff too, but like he will watch that. He can't dance himself; he just likes to watch it. Um, Shay does not approve. You don't like the dance that you don't like the that one couple that dance to every single um, iTunes chart like tone or whatever. Do you see those people? Uh, they were what Cost Cost Mayor? I like Cost yeah. Mayor. Yes, see that, you like that I like. You like. I don't like the dancing teens. They're our age. <laughs> That's true. I uh, nothing makes me feel older than listening to people talk about TikTok because I don't have it and I know I don't belong on it, so I'm not going to get there. But uh, yeah, it's just not uh, just not for me. I'm 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 too old to get that because that's good. I know if I get it, it's gonna take over my life because it's just it's it's like Vine but longer and just as addicting. So 
I've, well, I've already been to... I've already been down that internet wormhole. I got out. I don't need to go back. I was gonna say if you're on Instagram and you do reels, it's the they're just repeats of TikTok. They're just repeats of TikToks. I had uh, a moment today where I realized I was old because I was listening to FM radio. Uh, <laughs> and to make it to, to make it worse, Dave will get this. I was listening to ninety seven one FM the drive. Hell yeah. So yeah, exactly. Because of Skypoint the loop though. Yeah. Hey, Q101's so, yeah. still trugging along somehow. Were you yeah, but, listening to the radio in a car or like just a radio? No, I was in my car and okay. I was on like lunch and I didn't, I was too lazy to plug my phone in because I, I live like four minutes from my job. I only <laughs> listen to the radio when I'm in my car. I don't plug anything in. I yeah, I just, I just feel like that's like a, like, well, we're the same age, so that makes sense. But I feel like that's like a generational <laughs> thing. A- absolutely is. Um, yeah, I just uh, like the car. The car I have now doesn't even have a space for a CD player, and that fucking just blew my B96 mind. B ninety six used to be the shit. Oh, uh, hey, ninety four seven. The zone was where. Well, it was actually, at, the, back the, the old the old Q one hundred one was the best. It That's sucks true. now com- compared to how it used to be. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, that's because you're getting older, Mill. Everything sucks didn't, compared to how it. No, <laughs> didn't didn't iHeartRadio buy Q101, and that's why it sucks now. No, like probably. Well, they, like it went off the air for a while. Like it was, I thought like it became like Christian radio for a while, and then mm, it no, came that back. Was the loop. Okay, all right, but then like it was like it was still at 101.1, and then it wasn't Q, but it wasn't the Q101 brand, but now it is again. It's weird. I don't know. The Loop, uh, they went off the air because they got bought out by a Christian station. They went off the air That's with right. Highway to Hell. That's right. That's right. You are correct. All right. Uh, oh, hey. Uh, should we talk about hockey? If we have to. <laughs> I guess. Like I said, what are they going to do? Fire us? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Uh, since the last time we talked, uh, the Hawks had... So we talked just before... Or it was... While the Hawks were on their all-star break, they came back. They've played three games since then. They have won one of them. Uh, they lost to the Ducks, beat the Coyotes, and then got steamrolled by the Jets on Saturday night. Um, I, I the, It seems like most of the things that are happening on the ice are not the interesting things that are happening right now. It's a lot of the – No. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I will I will still complain that that's one win too many. Um, yes. And you can't, you can't be beating the Coyotes. Okay. Fair. Well, and actually, like the loss to the Ducks actually might loom large. Yeah, they, they yeah, that was a, that was important. If they're that was a big lose, L. Stop picking up loser points. <laughs> you lose outright. Uh, well, don't, don't worry. They got some perfect games for that. In my up. day, we lost outright. Yeah, in my, <laughs> my day, game, we didn't my play day, for we didn't overtime when we were tanking. Points. Yeah, in my day, we didn't have pity points. So I know. Damn the shootout. Uh, the big thing I wanted to talk about briefly was the. Um, on Friday, the New York Rangers made a trade for Vladimir Tarasenko. Yes, and please congratulate him on getting out of that hellhole. Yes, yeah, congrats for Tarasenko. I actually, I've always kind of enjoyed watching Tarasenko. He's great. It's just he was on St. Louis, so I hated him. So now I, like, I feel like I can appreciate the, I can appreciate him playing hockey more. So it's a win for me, as it is. New York New is going to get all the Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll somehow end up with Mishkov in the draft too. Um, but. The reason why we're talking about that trade is because it sure as hell seemed like Patrick Kane uh, is not thrilled with the fact that he didn't get uh, traded. Oh, sorry. That was my shredder. Hit the wrong button. Uh, uh, Kane seemed like he was rather upset that he did not get traded to the Rangers. And it's a it's a very strange situation because it seems like like he's fully in control of this situation. 
If he wanted to go to the Rangers, he should have told someone like a month ago. And now Tarasenko's there, so he won't be. And now he's a, he seemed upset about it on Friday when he was talking with the media. Um, so I, I don't know what other thoughts we have on this, but I'm just going to throw it over to Shea, and we're going to see what happens. So Shea, uh, your your thoughts on this whole Patrick Kane trade saga situation? I mean, it makes sense that he's upset because he wanted yeah. to play with Panarin again. Yeah, that's, um, it's fair for him to be upset. I, I, I shouldn't discount that, I guess. But I think so. Uh, Elliot Friedman or other reporters, I, I just credit Elliot Friedman because basically all the news comes from Elliot Friedman. Yeah. Um, Safe bet. He reported that uh, the New York Rangers thought the price on Kane was too high, um, which is probably no, is. Was, it's Patrick I, Kane. I think that was the Emily Kaplan t- tweet where she's the, the price was too high and there were also concerns about Patrick Kane's hip. Yep, yep, because he's had a hip injury for a few for a few years. I do kind of think it's in the Blackhawks' best interest to shut him down, heal him up, and then trade him next year. Um, and get because I think you can get better value for him next year, especially on a cheaper deal. Um, there is that because, for sure. Yeah, I I think the trade deadline should be focused on Taves. And probably a few other defensemen right now. Cause you do like you need it's Patrick Kane. It's arguably the best Blackhawk of all time. It's argue arguably the best American hockey player of all time. You need to get a first round pick for him. You it it, it if you do not get a first round pick for Patrick Kane, that is an inexcusable trade and it will look bad. Um I'm sorry, that's how it is. He's, I, he's still Patrick Kane and he's going to perform in the playoffs. Well, I like I I if fully healthy, I absolutely would. If I was talking to a GM, I would say that you could absolutely take a bet on him. Like he's having one of the maybe the worst season of his career right now. Oh he yeah, went to a better situation with better teammates and with a better arrived, Yeah, and if the playoffs arrived, everything would be better. I I would absolutely talk a GM into that bet, but none of them are going to take my calls. But no, that's a bet not- I would make. Right, not especially not when he's when he's not fully healthy. So again, shut him down for the rest of the season, sign him to an extension, a one year extension at like six mil, and then trade him. <laughs> trade him next year. Yeah. Well, well, we because then my my follow up to that would be well, what if Connor Bedard's here next year and he doesn't want to get traded then? Uh, but we'll have that discussion later. I want to swing it over to Betsy and get her thoughts on the situation. Well, first of all, I. I think it's fine that Kane was upset, but it did come across uh, egotistical a little bit. Like, and I, he has a right to that because he is a great player, but like some of his comments kind of sounded like he was a little annoyed that a team didn't wait for him. And it's his <laughs> own fault that, because he even admitted, he says, well, in Davidson's defense, it's not like I've told him. I haven't given him an answer and I haven't told him who I might want to go with or anything. Like he completely was like, I haven't talked to them about it. So it's his own fault for thinking that teams were just going to pause for him. um, Especially with his injury, when there are players like Tarasenko and others out there that in Kane's mind might not be as good as him, but would Mm -hmm. feel just as good of a void on these other teams, especially one with Panarin who has connections to a couple of different free agents. Um, we in Chicago think like Chicago fandom think, Oh, Kane and Panarin, that makes sense. But obviously Tarasenko is Panarin's best friend. Mm-hmm. And Tarasenko tried to get Panarin to come to St. Louis when he was first signing. And 
I mean, yeah, like that was always a possibility. So Kane I, has only himself to blame a little bit here, you know. Well, like, the, the other so. the other part of this question, like I feel like Patrick Kane's job is to play hockey and focus on hockey. Sure, and but everything to, else is his agent's responsibility. So I feel he like has, he has to signal to his agent. Well, no, he I, wants well to do I, isn't that the job of the agent though to be like, hey. I've got an inside guy who's telling me that the Rangers are trying to trade Tarasenko. If you want to or trade for Tarasenko, if you want to go play with Panarin, you got to waive your no trade right now or you're not going to go there. So, so I, I feel like he should be pissed at his agent, too. Agents aren't allowed to talk to other teams unless their current players, current well, team gives them permission. So unless the Blackhawks give them permission and if Kane doesn't tell his agent to go and say, I want to start this kind of stuff. Like we, we could sit there and say that that's his agent's job because it is, but Kane is literally the one that has to say, yes, I want to do this. And from his comments, it sounds like he has not made that move that he has not told his agent to do it, that he has not told the Blackhawks. He wants it to happen. He pretty much said, we're going to have those conversations in the next 10 days or so. And that was like three or four days. What? No, actually it's even longer than that. Cause it was what, like last Friday. Um, yeah. Three or four days. So, I don't know. It seems a very, very much like this, this ball was always in Kane's court and mm. he just hasn't moved it. He hasn't given it to his agent. He hasn't given it to the Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> he's, he's taking his ball and he's going home <laughs> like, <laughs> or staying home, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 and I know it's not like uh, a lot of the best free agents in the past years have waited till the very end before being traded, but there's always that one that kind of sparks like there's always like a big one mm-hmm. a few weeks out and I, it just so happens that that one was one to a destination that Kane really wanted to go to. Yeah. Um, so both his own fault, but also uh, probably not great luck for him. Yeah. That it just happened to be that one. He yeah. could go to a bunch of other teams. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I, I, if, you know, if, if he, if he's healthy and he desires to go somewhere else, I'm sure some team would call him calling for him. It's just a matter of whether or not he, he yeah, wants any of those situations now. I yeah, guess. and Powers, last thing, he said something like, it sounds like it'd be maybe two or three teams that Kane would ever, that wants to, like that's about how many it would be down to. Mill, what about you? Uh, okay, look, I don't want to understate how fucking bad the Hawks are when I go <laughs> into this, because they suck out loud on speakerphone. Like, they are bad. <laughs> but Patrick Kane is not, in the same boat as a lot of guys who play on a shit team because he is widely going to be considered the best Hawk that they've had by many. Mm-hmm. And he has three Stanley cups with them and we all know all this stuff. Right. So it's kind of like, do you want out of the situation because it sucks or do you just want to go win more and play on a better team? Right. It's not like guys who are chasing cups at the end of their career. Mm-hmm. So, I think Kane probably is struggling with that himself. It's like a legacy thing, right? Yeah. But he's still competitive. He still wants to win. I'm not saying he doesn't. So to me, it's like, it's kind of balls in his court because if he really wanted out, the Hawks would have to find the best price they could get. However, I think they're kind of at the point where he's undecided and they haven't found a package worth talking him into. Yeah. I, I think I, that would be an interesting part of the equation to see, like if Davidson's even taking phone calls from other teams yet. I like I would assume so. 
just to like see what's out there. And I, cause it, it is like kind of to your point, like it is a very delicate situation that if, if the public perception becomes that David's and Rand Kane out of town, that may not be a great look for him, even if it is ultimately in the best long-term interest of the team. Uh, mm-hmm. Ditto with Taves. So, you know, it, 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 perception is going to be very important to all of this for Davidson's own sake, I guess. Uh, same well, thing with Taves, but yeah. And the thing too, is like, if you think about it, the Hawks care about what people think about them as, as an organization. So yeah. if they trade Kane, there's going to be 5 million people who haven't watched a game in three years raising hell. <laughs> well, yeah. And they're, I mean, they're still they're still getting people to go to games like I we I was there last Tuesday like it was it wasn't full but it was not like 2004 empty either so it's, it's right. no people a, are gonna go but I just yeah. mean like they they're not gonna get the viewership that they were when they were winning yeah it's just it's it's a it's a weird situation all around just because of the um you know with the no trade clauses and now Kane's health which Kane did say on Friday that he thinks the hip thing is overblown. And um, he, he yeah, well, he's, he's playing okay, like but, shit. So, I, but you know, like he had, they had the week off for the All Star break in that first game against the Ducks. Like there were a few times when he was skating through the neutral zone and looked like there was a little jump in his step. Like maybe the week off helped, but then on the other side of that is how the hell is he going to make it through like the two month rigor that is the NHL postseason with if that hip's nagging him like. Because there's no way he'll be in the same shape in June that he is in April if his whatever team he ends up on goes that long. So it's a very it's a very tricky thing. Like I don't know how in depth the physical will be if he gets traded, but I imagine that hip is going to be a big part of the equation for any team that comes calling for him. Uh, the other player I wanted to touch about briefly was um, Jonathan Taves, and he's, he keeps missing games with this non-COVID illness. That's a little getting a little mysterious and a little weird considering he missed an entire hockey season, not that long ago. And, uh, Taves hasn't gone, uh, in front of the media at any point because he's been out of the lineup. And there has been like multiple beat reporters have like made that connection of Taves is missing a bunch of games. And, you know, he had this weird illness a few years ago, missed an entire season. The Hawks are maintaining it's the flu. Uh, I'm not going to put these two dots together. Because I that's it's too uh, it's too early to do that, but I I eyebrows have to be raised, right? I like I, I have either, any of the three of you thought about this because it's just if, it crossed my mind a little bit. Go ahead, Jay. If if it is the if if that mysterious illness is what we thought it was, which was mental health related, it would make sense that he's feeling this way, given how fucking horrible the Blackhawks are, <laughs> um, and also the last year of Blackhawks off the ice stuff. Um, but like, if it is, he needs. I I hope he's getting his health. His, his either way, I hope he's getting his health in order. I also like. It wouldn't surprise me if it's in air quotes and they're healthy scratch. They're, they're scratching oh, him. With the that, Jacob Chikrin treatment is that what you're yes. saying? <laughs> yes, without saying that because he's the, he's one of their franchise players. He's one of their he's one of their best players. Of the last <laughs> because they years. don't they don't want his trade value to go down like it is for Kane because of health reasons. That's exactly. that's an interesting thought. I hadn't put that together, but there I guess there is that as well. Because they, they, they're not already not going to get a first round pick for Kane. They want to yeah. get as much that value as possible. I've experienced a non COVID related illness frequently called the hangover. <laughs> and are you telling me he's been hungover for a week now? 
I mean, if I played for this fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he, they said he was at the gym working out. What is that something at hungover? I don't know if Dave's drinks, but I know he likes to hit the magic dragon. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's um, all I got. All right. You don't get hungover from the magic dragon. I mean, I don't know what kind of guys he is. <laughs> Maybe he was on a dark retreat with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I hope he could not. have been. He could have been doing fucking yeah. But yeah, it's just it's an, it's just uh it, it was like because he's he's not uh they got the three games coming up in Canada and he's not in Canada with the team they they're thinking maybe uh for Ottawa on Friday possibly but uh that was at least the the word out of the morning skate on Monday so we'll see we'll see what happens with that um Betsy did you have anything else to add on Jonathan Taves and dark retreats in Ayahuasca or <laughs> no I just I I don't. It's probably not anything. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious for him, just from a personal standpoint. Um, but also, I I feel like Taves is the one that's maybe not even really on the block. He seems like the one that might stay. Um, uh, I think in Power's article, they said they like that the Blackhawks weren't convinced either Kane or Taves would ask to be traded, and that Taves's odds were actually lower, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird because I actually. I, I I feel like if they retained half on Taves and then got another team to retain some more, like if they did a three-team trade, there mm-hmm. are a lot of teams that would like him as a third-line center. And it seems like that'd be the perfect role for him at yeah. the right. stage of his career. Yeah. So, um, but with, I think Colorado wants him as a second-line center. Yeah, but hmm. he, he's, he's the type of guy who could go up and down if they needed him to. Uh, yeah. And even though face-offs are overvalued um having somebody who can take 60 percent, which does impact statistically at least a little bit especially situationally would be great for a lot of teams in um the playoffs that's yeah because in the playoffs the 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 little situational moments like that carry a higher importance um the one other player that's suddenly like shooting up everybody's trade radar and i uh maybe slightly unexpectedly so but uh, at the start of the season, at least, but the way he's been playing, it should be less of a surprise is uh, Jake McCabe. All of a sudden seems to be high on the list. Uh, Toronto, I guess, has already been floated as one destination because Toronto has always needed help on the blue line, especially of the defensive variety. And Jake McCabe seems like he would be the exact fit for that. Um, it's kind of a Brandon Hagel similar situation in that uh, McCabe is tied into a $4 million cap hit for the, for this season and two more. So he's not going to need a raise. He's still, he'll turn 30 in October. So he's, he's maybe not in the prime of his career, but still very close to it. So he could still be very good for a couple more seasons. And if the Hawks retain half that salary goes down to 2 million, which the Hawks can absolutely afford and would make McCabe more affordable to some other contending teams. So, uh, I, I, the only thing I wrestle with is I've grown to really enjoy watching Jake McCabe. And I, I, I think he'd be a fun player to have around if they got good in the next few seasons. And it would kind of suck if he got traded. So and that, that's the only thing to say about that. Go ahead. For Betsy. him, because he his his wife's from Chicago. And that's I, always right. feel, I always feel really bad for the players that like go to the city that they really wanted to be in. And they took what was arguably a slight pay cut. Um, and then, I mean, he obviously had like a terrible season last year. So that didn't feel like a pay cut, but it did after the other seasons. Cause that was our, I think injury related um, or recovery related. Yeah. He was um, recovering from the knee surgery at the end of his yeah. Boston or Buffalo. And um, from Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, 
But I, I feel bad because all he wanted to do was come to Chicago because that's where his wife wants to live. And here we are, <laughs> not even a couple of years later, going, well, goodbye, yeah. sir. And he's, I believe he's from Eau Claire in Wisconsin, which is about four or five hour drive up the road. Um, so like it's it's not exactly a homecoming, but it's close about as close to home as you can get. It's the hero of the wild. Well, um, apparently they've been, they've been he and his wife been, been were coming here for summer since they were in college. So, OK. Um, so yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> go ahead, Jay. I, I think that <clears throat> McCabe is probably not also, there's probably also not the only defenseman who is probably on the block and will probably be gone. And I'm going to miss Murph so much if that's the case. <laughs> well, I, I think McCabe's value is a lot higher because he's having a much better season than. Oh him. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think if you put Murphy in under better coaching and in a different role, he's going to become old Murphy again. Well, I mean, <laughs> The, the last coach was – sorry, it sounds like you've soured on Luke Richardson, my Oh, I don't like him. Yeah. Here. Okay. He doesn't well, – he does – nobody no, – again, nobody's taken – there's been no – no kid under Luke Richardson has taken a positive step. Well, <laughs> there's only like – and, and, and as Betsy said last time we podcasted, all of the Rockford people go back to Rockford chicken. Like, they're yeah. going and they're worse. Like, that's a Luke Richardson problem. Yeah, they're not they're not very good with their their kids, honestly. Yeah, uh, that's and that's, the, that's literally his only job is to be good with the kids, and he's not, so he needs to go. <laughs> I mean, Reichel is officially under a point per game now in Rockford. It's oh, the first time he's been under a point per game since like the first month of last yeah, year. He's literally ruining the case. He's the worst person at his job. I think Bobcat may be better at the job that he's been assigned. Jesus. All right. Before, <laughs> before this gets too much, we, I don't want to get too dark. I, Cause like Rockford did come up for air briefly. Like they won three in a row and then lost both games last weekend in Milwaukee. So they're like, I guess maybe still teetering on the brink of the downhill slide they were on. And we'll find out next weekend if they're going to go up or stay down. Um, but I will, well, like we haven't had too many games to talk about. We're, uh, and we're, I kind of just waiting to see what happens with the trade deadline. Cause I think after talking about it for what God, eight months now, it feels like, uh, it seems like we're finally getting to the point to where like things might actually happen in the next few weeks and we can stop like talking about hypotheticals and talk about things that actually happened. Um, uh, but we're going to save that for future weeks, uh, when they arrive. Um, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break and we're going to come back on the other side of this timeout and we're going to have a special guest join us. And uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next segment with our conversation, but it, it might be interesting or entertaining. It's going to be something. So just come on back on the other side of this break for all of that. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you your budget your life your style and if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check so whether you're looking to buy or sell just go to cars.com it's magical Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. And as promised before the break, 
we do have a special guest with us this evening. He is the managing editor of Secret Base at, at SB Nation, and he's also a member of the a regular member of the Shutdown Fullcast podcast, the only college football podcast on the internet. It's Ryan Nanny. Hello, thank you for having me. It's me, the the hockey expert, here to talk about the hockey. So, uh, you, I listened when you were on the uh, the Cannon Blast with yeah. uh, our Columbus Blue Jackets sibling site, and uh, I don't know how many overlaps we have between the Blue Jackets fan base and the Blackhawks fan base. I'm gonna guess none. So, what you have a stated goal for this year, which is why you are here, and what is that goal? Um, I would like to appear on as many podcasts as possible as a guest. Whether or not I am uh, qualified to be on them, this is a great example of a podcast that I'm super not qualified to be on, but you all have been very gracious and decided to help me with this goal all the same. So I hope that I will at least keep the conversation going in, not necessarily a forward direction, but maybe like a confusing zigzag. Okay, well... Uh, confusing zigzag would be better than talking about the present day Blackhawks. So we're totally fine with that. Um, as we were discussing before, you are in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. where one of the Blackhawks rivals when they were good, uh, was the national predators. So, uh, I wanted to start with, have you been to any national predators games? So, um, the answer is yes, but it's not at, um, not at their stadium. If that makes sense. I went to the, the uh the game they played at the Titans field where they played the Lightning. Okay. Um last I think that yeah, that was the time makes no sense anymore, but I believe that was last <laughs> season. Yes. Okay. That, that is the only Predators game I have attended so far. Okay. The the reason why I wanted to ask you that is because I wanted to loop in Shay and Betsy into this conversation because um I'm just curious at what place on like the sports the sports radar hockey holds in Nashville, if it is there at all. And I wanted to loop Betsy and uh, Shay into this because Shay is down in Texas. Betsy's in Georgia. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that half of the country is a much different formula than the northern half where Mill and I are. So what what is hockey? Where does hockey register down in Nashville? So so I think the answer changes if you're talking about Nashville proper, Davidson County, the city that that where Nashville, the city is. And if you're talking about the suburbs. In the city itself, I think hockey is reasonably le- popular. Like I see a lot of Preds signs and Preds gear, and some of that is that they do all the smart things that um, a hockey organization should do. They have like lots of youth programs. They sponsor like the local rink. They they, they do lots of things to make people to make hockey accessible to people who might not be lifelong fans or might not have come in, you know, expecting to care about the Preds. So I think in most of the time, it's actually reasonably popular here. It's not, you know, it's not as big as college football or even college baseball when Vanderbilt's good. Um, But the, but if you get outside to the suburbs, it's just like, yeah, they care about the Titans and that's about it. Like so, hockey really starts to drop off. So bet's your shape. Either one of you want to chime in. What, how does that compare to your experiences in your parts of the country? Well, my part of the country is Atlanta where we lost our team, not once, but twice. But I will say uh, Nashville had a much bigger present than presence than the Thrashers ever did in Atlanta. And I don't know if that has to do with the location because uh, Bridgestone is in a perfect spot Yes, in Nashville. I mean, you just walk right out into Broadway 
And it's super fun after a game because they like block off Broadway and it's just hockey fans forever. Um, And it's right across the street from like one of the music halls or the, the museum. I can't remember which you can park there. And yeah, this, it's just a really well placed arena. Um, Probably one of the best, like maybe DC is the only other one that's better. Pittsburgh's is okay, but Atlanta's uh, Dave, you've been, at Mercedes-Benz, the what was Phipps and is now State Farm is like right across the street. And you've been there in downtown. It's not great. <laughs> it's okay, but it's not great. So um, it's grown a lot too. I've seen like over the years. And even though Nashville hasn't been great recently, um, it's still very popular. And I want to say all three of like three of their major uh, colleges have programs there and they all started or at least two of them. I know Vanderbilt and uh, the University of Tennessee started in like the 2008, 2009 years. So it's okay. definitely branched into college um, down there too. So, and that did not happen very much in Georgia. Uh, Georgia does have some, but it's like the University of Georgia and Georgia Tech. And those are pretty much the only two. Shay, what about you? What's it like in Texas? Well, I mean, as a Vegas Golden Knights fan, uh, our our teams kind of stole the San Antonio AHL team. Um, That's right. So that that happened. Um, the Texas, I think, outside of Dallas, where the stars are, it's non-existent. Um, I don't think it's on the radar at all for Austin or Houston. Although Houston, I think, will make a good hockey market if the NHL ever decides to make its way back here. Um, San Antonio, I think, once upon a time, maybe. Um, now, like I, I, if I'm one of like five hockey fans here, I think that makes sense. Well, I'm good. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, I think one reason why it's worked out in Nashville thus far is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a still very, um, limited market in some ways in a good, and by that, I mean like if you want to go see live sports and you live in middle Tennessee, you can go to Vanderbilt athletics. Uh, we have a couple of smaller colleges as well. Belmont is one of them. And like, you can go to that. These are not like top tier schools that are playing for national championships, whatever, but like that's there. There's the Titans. The Titans are sometimes good and frequently just crazy expensive. So that's like, all you've got, but that's it. Like we have a minor league baseball team. There's rumors that maybe that they're going to try to swipe the Orioles or something stupid. Um, (laughs) There's, you know, there's the Grizzlies, but that's a three hour drive away. So I think the fact that the Preds are um, as stated in a really good location and sort of like, if you have a sports itch to scratch, this is a very accessible one. And they have had relatively recent track records of, fielding good teams fielding competitive teams like it's it's been uh they've they have like a foothold here that i think has been helped by the absence of some of the other big four sports and so with nashville being one of the hawks big rivals obviously there's been um and they had a couple playoff series like the last Mm -hmm. time the hawks were in the actual playoffs uh non-covid related uh nashville swept them pretty soundly but the hawks owned them every other time before so there's a healthy rivalry there and mill I, I'm, I need you to refresh my memory. What was the banner that Nashville raised that got universally mocked on the internet? Do you remember this? What was it? Um, it wasn't the meme of them beating the Hawks, was it? 
No, no, that was the meme that came out. Something real. I'm trying to think of what this was. There was some banner that it was like first round of the playoffs winner or something like Like, that that they raised to the Raptors, like the like divisional playoff. Yeah, they uh, did. They didn't they raise a president's trophy, Central Division champs, Western Conference champs. Yeah, that banner they raised. Because I think that's the main area where Nashville comes up on our end of the spectrum now was just for universal mockery. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was it was that. And then, are you familiar with the, uh, or have you ever heard about the uh, keeping the red out uh, marketing scheme that they did? No, they were blocking they were blocking uh, IP addresses from the Chicagoland area <laughs> if you were trying to buy tickets to a Predators game <laughs> because Nashville, like that stadium, is in the middle of like the heart of downtown Nashville. Yes. So people from Chicago would come down there if you know to get drunk all weekend and stumble into the hockey game as well. And they were trying to keep the rut out. And mm. I was trying to decide where that registered on 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 uh, poor marketing schemes from professional franchises that you are familiar with. So that is what's interesting about that is that, and I, I'm not trying to pull all of this to other sports, but Vanderbilt football has had big problems with that in the past in a more egregious fashion. This is what has happened previously at Vandy. Okay. Um, let's say Vandy has Bama on the home slate one year. Bama fans, because they want to come to the same thing. They want to come to Nashville. They want to make a weekend of it. They would buy Vanderbilt season tickets because season tickets, Vanderbilt were not super expensive. You can maybe get them for, I don't know, 150 bucks or something like that. So they'd buy, you know, three season tickets or whatever. They'd go to the Bama game and already have their tickets well in hand. And then where, whereas when this happens at other colleges, you would try to sell off the other tickets. They just wouldn't bother because they'd be like, well, I'm not going to make that much money. And it didn't cost me that much money to get here in the first place. So I don't really, I don't have an economic incentive either way. So the school realized at some point that they had tons of season ticket holders that were not showing up except for like one marquee game a year. And as they sort of dug into it, they realized that, oh, this is because we have this phenomenon where we don't have like enough of a built-in engaged Vanderbilt football fan base to buy the season tickets. And instead they're getting poached by people out of state who just dump all the rest of them. It's a, it's a huge, stupid problem for him, or it was at least. I think they've like taken some measures, but I understand why okay. the Preds might have been aware of how this can go and, and try to uh, overcorrect, perhaps. You I know, did- the, the keep the red out thing wasn't the only thing the Nashville Preds did. They did change the anthem. Like they didn't do the anthem a couple of times when Chicago was in there. They played uh, God Bless America instead because Chicago fans would – Yell. Because they cheer through the anthem at home, Blackhawks yeah, home games. Yeah, I was at the game right before. I was at the game right before, and then two games after the the one that they cheered so loud that it was like being in the United Center. Bridgestone's not huge, so it was like I, for, I forgot loud. that they. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yes, I was. I was like two or three games in, like, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're playing God Bless America. Like, Funny story about that playoff series. I had tickets to Game Five. <laughs> And then what happened? <laughs> well, the like, God bless America thing was in 2014, though, not during okay. the playoffs. Don't you just uh, have to sort of like at some point, isn't the best thing to do just to not acknowledge it? Just be like, yes, <laughs> Chicago fans are going to show up and they're going to like be themselves. And rather than try to thwart it, just be like, whatever. We're not like the cool thing to do is to not acknowledge it. All these steps that we're talking about are just like, 
this just makes you look stupid. And, and it, it sort of accentuates that you, you, there's an, there's a more obvious way to not have this problem, but you can't get there. Necessarily. It's, it's a very younger brother mentality. Yes. And you are never going to not be the younger brother. If you don't stop acting like the younger right, brother. Right. That's a very good way to put when, it. When for the last like five, six years, Nashville's probably been a better team than the Blackhawks because oh, the Hawks sure. have been trash for so long. Um, yeah, so the ban- I, I found the picture of the banners. It was a uh, the President's Trophy, which is for, as we all know, Ryan, the most points in the regular season, best record. And then regular season Western Conference champions and Central Division champions. All those banners were raised in the first game of the next regular season, all at once. So they got to raise three banners on one night without winning a championship. It was great. <laughs> as you I think, do. I think they only kept the President's Trophy one up. Um, I want to say the last time I went to Nashville, they only had that one up. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to send Ryan to a Predators game to do our boots on the ground investigative reporting. journalism. Yes, I love absolutely. it. Yes. That's what we're here for. And you know what? I'll ask. I'll be like, hey, what happened to these other banners? Can I get a look at them? <laughs> I hope I hope they just get the first person that asks gets the banner. That's the that's how it's set up. <laughs> so go. maybe they'll just award it to you. Here's your division champs banner. Here's they, the, they here's the care instructions for it. They roll them up and put them in the trunks of those cars that people smash before their games. That's, that's <laughs> what, yes. Nashville. So um, I, we've uh, we already talked about the Blackhawks a little bit. We've had some more hockey discussion there. We need to get to our bread and butter of, of the food take portion of the podcast. And I want to start with Ryan again. This is part of our boots on the ground reporting with you being in Nashville. Um, I feel like Nashville hot chicken is everywhere now. Correct. I feel like everywhere I go, it is it is just it, it's on the every menu at every place you ever go to. There's a brewery two blocks from me in the suburbs that I can walk to that does Nashville hot chicken every Tuesday. Is this like what is the Nashville opinion or approach to Nashville hot chicken? Is it even a thing down there anymore? So I would say in in some specific ways, it is still like, first of all, it's still super popular. I couldn't tell you the split between like how much regular people who live here are eating it versus how much these lines at Hattie B's are tourists. I suspect it's more of the latter. Um, but Nashville hot chicken is has been a thing for a long time here. Like that's not that's not bullshit. Um, the tricky thing about it is that most of the originators of this particular culinary trend are black-owned businesses that are that traditionally have not been in like the glitziest parts of town and are not um particularly showy about it. Like they're they're certainly not trying to make um food and wine magazine in in terms of like their marketing, their decor. They're just, you know, mom and pop businesses that put out a really interesting and tasty product. And it also messes you up. Like I've had hot chicken and it messed me up quite badly. Okay. Um, but it has kind of been co-opted first here in Nashville and then sort of more broadly in the, in the South. And now it's like, I think K- KFC was doing a version of it at one yes, point. Yes, yeah, they it were. just sort of like goes everywhere. B-dubs. Yeah. So now it just has sort of like, I I imagine that in some ways it's kind of like what the this is probably what people used to think about the buffalo wing and buffalo sauce where initially it was like this was a very specific thing this was a very regional localized thing and then it just sort of like morphed and took on a life of its own and I suspect in the same way that there are lots of things that are called buffalo wings now 
that if you went to people who are from Buffalo and have strong opinions about what that should or should not be, would say a lot of these don't pass muster. I suspect that's true of a lot of what's happening with quote unquote hot chicken right now. This just sounds like the deep dish pizza thing in Chicago. Yeah. Where, where yeah. I, I think deep dish pizza, you only eat it in Chicago when your friends from out of the area come into the area and say they want deep dish pizza. Sure. And then you take them to wherever. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Hot chicken is the kind of thing, hot chicken and hot fish. Like I have an uncle who particularly loves hot fish for some reason. That's his version. Oh. Um, but it's, it's a thing that people eat, but because it is what it is, like I don't, even the most like diehard been here 50 years, uh, citizens of Nashville, I don't think they're like eating it every day or every week or anything like that. It's to quote cookie monster. This is a sometimes food. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's, a great way to describe it. Well, I mean, Betsy, you're you're probably the closest to Nashville. Where? How much is uh, Nashville hot chicken down in Atlanta? Uh, it's here, but I've I don't think I've ever had it in Atlanta. I actually only had it as a tourist in Nashville. What was your What was your verdict uh, on this dish? Uh, I'm not I'm not super into spice, and the one that I got was really, really, really spicy. Um, yeah. Like so much cayenne and i'm pretty sure i was like where's milk (laughs) i'm gonna die here (laughs) yes um so i also don't really like hot like regular hot wings either i have to have like dip it so much in ranch that people are like that's disgusting i'm like whatever Uh, to survive this is what i need to do Uh, (laughs) but i don't think i've had it I, i don't think i've had it ever anywhere in georgia so can't really speak to it down here and then, and then I have to ask Shay as well, just because again, the proximity. Yeah, it's 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 definitely in Texas. I again, I, I've had it. I'm, again, I, I I agree with Betsy. It's it it's very good at giving you that metallic sting, dead tongue. If that yeah. makes any sense, like it, it's like at a certain point, just tastes like you're eating metal in that your tongue <laughs> has become so numb and your taste buds are all gone for the day that it's like oh, I just there's just nothing but pain here. This um, doesn't sound pleasant. Why do people do, you all, do this? Do you all know the, the, I th- I'm, I'm like 95% sure this is apocryphal. Do you know the apocryphal origin story of hot chicken? No, please. No, we do no. not. Please share it. So this is like a hundred years ago or something. Rumoredly this, uh, married couple, uh, husband is out late carousing, cheating on his wife, whatever is and comes home drunk goes to bed and his wife is making him lunch to take for the next day and she decides how she's going to get his her her revenge is she's just going to make this blisteringly spicy hot fried chicken that's what she's going to do um and he brings it to work <laughs> takes a bite incredibly spicy but he loves it he thinks this is just the greatest thing in the world. And that is supposedly, and again, I don't think this is at all real, where hot chicken came from. So your instinct of like, who is this for and why would you enjoy this is not far off, at least from what the story is. Yes, okay. that it's a punishment. Yes. <laughs> you're, pun- yes. you're punishing your body. It is definitely challenging. Like, um, unless you are a person who really is into eating really spicy. And by spicy, I do mean hot. I don't mean like 
oh, this has like a lot of flavor. It is very flavorful as well, but it is a challenging thing to eat. I um I the one and only time that I had Nashville hot chicken was four days before my wedding. And there's a Ooh. reason that I did it four days before and not one day before. I, I, I don't know if I'd want to do it within a week of said wedding just because just because you would it, I assume you have was, to be able to speak at some point during your wedding. It was a choice that I made and it worked out. And uh, you're right that I probably flew a little too close to the sun, potentially. <laughs> so one of the other uh, highly discussed food topics on this particular show is grits, because, again, we have two people down in the south. Two people are not. I've never had I, I'd heard of grits, but had never had it in its proper form. I had it in a during a trip to Atlanta last fall for the first time, although it was more of a, a cheesy variety of it. Um, Betsy has very strong, firm opinions on grits. <laughs> I'm going to be known as the grits girl from now yes. on. Yeah, well, we we can't call you gritty because that's the Flyers mascot, but <laughs> whatever. But like Ryan, since you've been down in the South, do you have particularly firm stances on grits? And I know Shay has them as well from, from their time down in Texas and yeah, Texas mainly. So I just want to know if, if we can get the three of you to start yelling at each other over grits opinions and Mill and I will just sit back and watch. Okay. Um, so I should disclose that I grew up in Florida and not in like any particularly Southern parts of Florida. Florida okay. definitely frequently like avoids all the rules of how the South usually works, especially yeah. in food. Um, so I didn't have grits until I was probably in my twenties. This was not like a thing I grew up eating. Um, I think grits are fine. I will say I have only had savory grits, cheese, cheddar grits, shrimp and grits. Um, I have, I know sweet grits are a thing. I am not really interested in them. No, sweet grits are gross. Okay. <laughs> that, that was my hunch. Okay. And, and I think sweet grits fall into this other category of Southern food and sweet tea is the other one where it's just like, there are some Southern foods where it's just like, it's all sugar. It's so much sugar. And it really, I yes. I don't understand it. It's really just gross to me. Love sweet tea. Hate sweet, Hate grit. sweet grits. Okay. Okay. I'm of the same mind. Savory grits are the way to go. Cheesy is awesome. Um, base grits is good, but cheesy is better. Anytime you can have it with uh, bacon, shrimp, pork is good too. If you can ever have that. There's like a, like... If you substitute out of like pork, um, like some Mexican dishes, if you sub out the rice for grits, it turns out pretty good too. Um, yeah, I love grits. So <laughs> Shay might, Shay likes grits too, but not maybe as much as me. Yeah, because Shay's a yeah. transplant. Go ahead, Shay. Uh, yeah, transplant. Um, grits are fine. Again, I've never had sweet grits uh, either. Um, and, all, all, like any grits I've had have been savory and have been shrimp and grits. Okay. Um, which is a very good Southern dish. That's the Southern food is good for things like shrimping grits. I also is is polenta and grits are these just the same thing with different names? I I think polenta is corn and grits are wheat. Although yeah, grits, uh, grits, are grits are corn, yeah. But for some reason, I think I'm thinking that polenta is more yellow. Okay. Than grits are. Okay. 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 I, I thought polenta was not grits. I thought it was, or, or not, excuse me. Uh, it's corn and other things too. Cause it's like, uh, what the fuck? Why am I blanking? Like wheat is a different, it has more than just corn in it. Doesn't it? Um, I think it, 
can, but I think like most traditional polenta is just corn. I don't know though. Like now I'm questioning my own knowledge and understanding of this. <laughs> oh my, I was like, should I, I need to be like on wiki right now, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's the texture of it too, because okay. polenta is always like, I don't know. It's, it's more solid to me. Usually. Yes. It, it, it has more of like a sort of like mushy cake quality to it. That's true. I really, now I really want to know. Uh, polenta comes from Flint corn. Uh, and grits is from white. So yeah. So one of them is from a, is more yellow corn and one's okay. from white corn. So okay. great. We've, we've <laughs> discovered okay. that it's all about color. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the restaurants around here that don't serve grits, but I'm going to request them just to see what happens. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we, we focused on a lot of the Southern or the, the Southern parts of the conversation. Mill, I wanted to bring you in and see, do you have a, we've had a lot of food takes over the years, Ryan, but I just want to see, Mill, is there one particularly controversial one or a very hot food take that you remember from our year or however many it was discussions that you wanted to offer here and that we could uh, yell it at each other and or Ryan about? Do <laughs> uh, you want me to make people angry? Sure. Obviously, yes. Yeah. We're all getting laid off, so might as well. <laughs> Uh, I think pineapple is so good on pizza. I'm going to put other fruit on my pizza and see how it tastes. Okay. So I, I've had to deal with this in my own personal life recently because I, my it's been a recent rele- revelation for me that my father is a pizza – is a one of my favorite people, my hero, is a, pe- is a pineapple and pizza person. And that's changed a little <laughs> bit my opinion of him. Did you not know um, that? Is this no, a recent revelation? I, this is a this is a very recent revelation. This is isn't like that, a, isn't that special that you can have this person who's so important to your life and you can still learn new things about them? <laughs> yes, it is. But I, it's not especially I wanted to learn about him um, because I am firmly against putting fruit on your pizza. Why would you put a cherry on your pizza? Okay, all right. Tomatoes are fruit. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to oh, say. God. <laughs> What do we do with that? Barely. What do we do with that? Look, we call dude, it a vegetable and we door. move on. <laughs> you open um, the door. God damn it. I, the I, door. Yes, <laughs> a banana is a berry. Oh, wow. Look at the classifications of things. I, I will say I have had, and this is at like a nice pizza place. I wouldn't suggest like trying this on a DiGiorno or something. I have had fig and prosciutto pizza, and that was quite what? good. I know. Was it was know. it still with like traditional like red sauce? And- no, I think it was more of like a white pie type deal. They yes. sell DiGiorno at the United Center. <laughs> like saying, these, wait, 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 wait! You can you can get like like the, uh, what does that mean? How can you like, sell DiGiorno like, at a sports stadium? When you go to the concession stand and they have yeah. pizza ready, it's just fucking DiGiorno that they make. Is it's it- a, it's, because that's who endorses them. Oh, okay. That makes it's sense. It's really stupid. They should that have better sense. pizza than that. That's, that is... that's, that's also extremely offensive in the city of Chicago that they have DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> it's being sold. I know. Like, you could literally get any, like, I mean, we all, I feel like most of us lean tavern cut anyways. But yeah. Yeah. you can get any fucking pizza in Chicago. Like, anything. Oh. And they're like, here's DiGiorno for $11. DiGiorno. It's like one slice. You know, and... And, and so the other thing I wanted to bring up with you, Ryan, um, we we've had a lot of discussions about Waffle Houses, uh, yeah, because for obvious reasons. And actually, I was so I was down in Atlanta last fall. Betsy gave me a list of Waffle Houses to go to that were within a reasonable distance of the <laughs> hotel where I was staying, mm-hmm. and I c- couldn't get into the one that I wanted to go to because we were looking for a place to go sit down and have a slightly drunk late night meal because that's what Waffle House is for. That is that and, is one of its and, key uses. Yes. yes. And Betsy, can you explain why I couldn't get into the Waffle House I wanted to go to? 
Uh, they started closing it down at midnight because there were too many drunk fights happening right there. Oh, that's a shame. Because that, that's the Waffle House you really want to go to, too. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. 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 Uh, the, and then the, there was an incident Waffle House. It's the one that's, it's like right across from Millennial Park, which they're trying to like uh, build up that area as nicer. Yeah. And so they're like, please stop fighting at this Waffle House. Yeah. yeah. It would have been like yeah. if they would have put a Waffle House outside the Dumbledore. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I think it was all in the same discussion that we were there. And then we ended up on maybe my favorite topic we've ever got into on this episode, on this entire show that we've done for a couple of years now. Uh, it's Murder Kroger. Ryan, are you familiar with I the am, Murder Kroger? I am familiar with the Murder okay. Kroger. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> how, so how did you find out about this? Because I, when she mentioned this, I thought it was a joke at first. And then I Googled it. It has a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, if you, I don't know if you all find this to be true, but I have like accidental Twitter circles that have popped up that are very ge- geography uh, centered. Like I follow a lot of people who are who are from or live in Charlotte for some reason. And Atlanta's another one of them. Like I work with three co-hosts on my podcast who all live in Atlanta. But because of that, like I am aware of things that are happening in and around Atlanta, maybe more often than I am of things that are happening in Nashville. Like every time a freeway catches on fire in Atlanta. (laughs) I am aware of it. And, and you can tell by how Bessie responded to that, that that is not like, Oh, the one time that happened. Yeah. It's happened a couple of times. Well, why? More than a couple of times, but why do freeways catch on fire in Atlanta? Uh, the last one, a truck tipped over, um, and there was something being stored underneath it. So the truck fell and then whatever was being stored, hit with whatever the truck had it just went up an entire section of the freeway like fell and that was like three years ago yeah two and a half something like that it was during the it was during the pandemic it was like right at the beginning and people were like what is happening the world is dying i was like no this is just atlanta this is just the freeway melts sometimes be cool yeah i feel like that's happened when i've driven through there before There's also a lot of construction. Like, they're putting new roads up everywhere around here, and sometimes they just have construction fires for some reason. I don't know what they're doing or why, but yeah. Uh, the NHL needs to get back in Atlanta. That's the main thing I've gotten out of this Atlanta conversation. Atlanta plays, baby. Yeah. Bring it, I, don't have, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Take take that team out of Arizona that's playing at a college stadium or move one of the Canadian teams again. Who cares? No one, yeah. no one in Canada is listening <laughs> no to No one will miss them. Yeah. Fine. You had your chance, Ottawa. The Senators aren't good this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dave, I have an important question. Did you end up getting to a Waffle House during your trip? Uh, no, because uh, we, oh. we were trying to... And then we, we found one that had a uh, sit-down option, but they said their cook had not shown up. Uh-huh. So, But they had another cook that was going to be arriving in a half an hour. And we were not waiting for a half an hour. So we found some other just random diner that was... Nice. It was like a Waffle House, but it was like the mom and pop diner version of Waffle right, House. Right, right. Significantly yeah. less fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I hope I hope one day you get to experience it because it is just I, as special as advertised. As we were discussing like uh, on a few episodes, like I my college uh, that I went to was in central Indiana, like 30 miles east of Indianapolis. So there was just uh we're just far enough south that there was a Waffle House in that city right off the highway exit. And we went there several times, oh, but okay. I, but I haven't been there in like 10 years. And I feel like because of the internet now, like the waffle house aura is so different these days. So you got to steal a coffee cup. 
<laughs> that well, I I will uh, I will do nothing that might anger the staff at a Waffle House. I've seen I, videos I just... <laughs> that suggest that uh, they are not to be trifled with. <laughs> That's all. They've seen some shit. Yes, they've they dealt have. with worse than you. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Ryan, uh, I want to thank you very much for joining us as we're uh, winding down this episode. Uh, I know it's been a very difficult 24 hours for you after your uh, difficult night with the birds last evening. Thank you. Um, so we thank, thank you. you for joining us. Um, do you have any parting food thoughts or food advice or food takes or anything you want to offer to us uh, on your way out? Um, I guess I would mostly like to thank Waffle House for staying in its lane so effectively <laughs> for the last, like if you, when you go back, you'll be like, oh, this menu has not changed. Like where every other, you know, Waffle House, for example, never got involved in the chicken sandwich wars. You know why? Because Waffle House knows what they're good at and they stick to that. And I like, I respect the restraint. I really do. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, I'm just gonna have to venture south and, and find some more Waffle Houses. I guess that's come the, to Nashville. I'll take, come to Nashville. I'll yeah, take you to Waffle House. No uh, problem. Yeah, go to Nashville. Uh, it's actually uh, probably better to go in their downtown than it is Atlanta's. All right. Well, well, I mean Nashville. That's almost a central point between where the the four of us are all scattered. So that actually might work out. We're gonna we're gonna work work on that. Um, but thank you again for Ryan for joining. Thanks to everyone else for hanging out this evening. Um, we'll be back next week talking about uh, whoever the Hawks lost to next and whoever they're gonna trade next. And uh, it should be a lot of fun, just like it has been for the last five months. Uh, So we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening.